Hello. It's Christy Gray, your newest hype girl and astrologer. Welcome to the Cosmic Hotline. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode of the Cosmic Hotline. And I waited to hit record on this episode because today's episode is spicy. Spicy in the sense of we are doing things differently this week, and I want to talk to you all about channeling the energy of your higher self. And I'm going to be walking you through every single zodiac sign. But never fear, this isn't just about your sun sign. We're going to be taking a look through the zodiac and every one of the constellations and looking at astrology through a new lens. Because one thing I have realized under this very potent eclipse this week is that for you to have a breakthrough, for me to have a breakthrough, we have to see things differently. I want to light a fire in your belly today and get you motivated and excited and not wait for a new year to start over. Like know that you can start a brand new version of yourself today. So here's a 411 and how things are going to roll. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be taking you through every single one of the zodiac signs. There's 12 in total. But what I would love you to do is as I'm taking you through these, is to think about a placement in your natal chart or maybe an element in your life that's a sticking point. What do I mean by that? Everything in astrology has duality. There is both high vibrational energy and low vibrational energy. Some people might even view that as good or bad as positive and negative. I don't think that there's anything bad or not good in astrology. It's all about finding equilibrium. So whether it is what you're working towards in life, the goals that you're working towards or who you show up on a day-to-day basis, there may be some elements that are a sticking point. So you may want to take your sun sign, which is your star sign, into the equation. Or because it is eclipse season and energy is like super potent, but also your emotions could be feeling overwhelming right now, have a look at your moon placement. Take that into consideration. Or it could be, you know what? I need direction right now. I'm looking for more exhilaration and joy. If that's the case, look towards your ascendant. Obviously, it depends how entrenched you are in your natal chart and how much wisdom you have by exploring your own, but you can save this episode and come back to it over and over again because when I take you through every single one of these zodiac signs, you can, at different parts of your astrology journey, take a look at, okay, let's dive deeper into my Mars placement or I want to explore where Uranus is in my chart. What sign does it reside in? And you can always use the information that I give you today to explore different planets and what they're connected with in your chart. So let's dive in. First sign of the zodiac is Aries. Aries is a cardinal fire sign and it represents the brave as an archetype. Now Aries in a low vibration is impatient, very headstrong and can be inconsiderate. In a high vibrational state, Aries is energetic, pioneering, and represents carefree confidence. 
It's about forging ahead and channeling courage and bravery while trying to avoid stampeding over everyone else in the process. For example, my moon is in Aries and I know that I need movement in my life because if things aren't moving quick enough, I can feel stagnant. That's when I become impatient because I get frustrated in the process. How I channel this energy is I make sure that I have a solid workout regime in place and I have a plan every single day. That's a little bit of Virgo too. But what that allows me to do is feel like I'm channeling energy into effective outlets. We then have Taurus. Taurus is a fixed earth sign. As an archetype, it's known as the preserver. In a low vibrational state, it will be lazy, stubborn. It can sometimes be possessive as well. That's why Taurus gets this bad rap of being stubborn or stuck in the mud. It's more because they tend to like to do things on their timeline. In a high vibrational state, Taurus is practical, pragmatic, and of course, faithful. It's about enjoying the pleasures in life, but knowing what your bottom line is. I have a friend that's a Taurian, and she actually introduced me to this concept of knowing your bottom line. It's a very Taurus thing to do. And so she knows on a day-to-day basis, if she does X, Y, and Z, that helps her to feel like her foundation is solid. It's when she feels that she's slipping into laziness and she's letting elements of her morning routine slip, that's when she needs to readdress and reassess her bottom line. The third constellation in the zodiac is Gemini. Gemini is a mutable air sign. As an archetype, it's known as the skillful. In a low vibrational energy, it can be very preoccupied. It can be quite superficial, and I find the sign can get very restless. I say with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek that a low vibe Gemini is like a magpie. They're chasing and looking for the shiny thing rather than focusing on what's right in front of them. Because Gemini in a high vibe energy is deliberate, resourceful, and it represents this carefree confidence. One of my best friends is a Gemini. Actually, he has a ton of Gemini in his natal chart. And I always know when he's in high vibrational energy because we have really great conversation. It's always full of intellectual stimulation and there's a bit of banter going back and forth. Whereas if he is just not having a good time, he's out to debate things with me, it can be very challenging to get my point across. And so again, like every sign, it's about finding this balance. We can't be perfect all the time, but having a level of self-awareness to know when we're dipping in and out of are we in high vibe energy or low vibe energy, it just helps us to step into the vibration of our higher self. Next up on the list, we have Cancer. Cancer is a cardinal water sign and our water signs are the most intuitive signs of the zodiac. As an archetype, this constellation is known as the Muse. Now, in a low vibrational state, cancer can be fearful, wishful, and a little bit clingy. Another word that is a bit of a buzzword these days online, which is codependent. Now, I always think this because every single zodiac sign gets a bad rap in some capacity. But just think, cancer 
is known as moody. Well, I want to paint a picture for you. Cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon shifts into a new zodiac sign every two and a half days. Honestly, imagine if your ruler was always shifting into a new zodiac sign. Like, no wonder their like energy is always an ebb and flow. As I say to any great cancer that sits in front of me or someone that has cancer in some primary areas in their natal chart, as I say this, it's about leaning on your tool belt of things that make you feel good in the moment and using your instinct to pick what is intuitively right for you because their energy is always in flux. Now, in a high vibrational state, cancer is instinctive, imaginative, and so affectionate, whether they're looking after a plant, a pet, or a loved one. Leo is the zodiac sign that comes next, and Leo is a fixed fire sign and is an archetype. It's known as a luminary. I've connected with a lot of fixed signs this year and a lot of Leos recently. And one of the things that I have continually witnessed is this. Leo just isn't great at surrendering. The reason why is that they give so much to everything that they do in life. And if they're not getting results, it can feel defeating and they keep forging ahead. Now, here's the thing. Leo in a low vibe state can be condescending attention-seeking, they'll make decisions based on their head, so ego versus heart, and they can be a little high and mighty. But the beautiful thing is, is that with Leo, as they are, they have this heart of the lion. They're very generous, they are self-confident, and they're optimistic. And I've said to Leo a lot this year, it's about finding people to be able to meet them halfway. I think because what tends to happen is they give so much of themselves to others is that when it's not reciprocated, that's when they get into that low vibe energy. So it's all about how they can give and receive and always have that in flux. Next on the list is Virgo. Virgo is a mutable earth sign and it's known as the sovereign. Virgo in a low vibrational state is very narrow-minded it can be critical. And this is where those perfectionist tendencies tend to show through. I can only speak from my own experience and not every single Virgo. But what I found is that in my teens and early 20s, I was quite judgmental. I had really high expectations on myself and everyone in my life. And if people weren't meeting those expectations, I was frustrated and what I've found that I've loved so much, not only on my journey and corporate learning and development, but more importantly, my work as an astrologer, is that it's allowed me to broaden my worldview. So that narrow-minded energy doesn't rear its ugly head because I'm so open to everyone's journeys and experiences and timing is everything. Now, Virgo and a high vibrational energy is reliable, flexible, and diligent. They put their perfectionist tendencies to the test, but in other ways, and they're more analytical, and they search to do things optimally. Let's have a quick break before we dive into the remaining six signs of the zodiac. I have a question for you, babe. Have I sparked your curiosity in this episode, and you're keen to learn more? If the answer's yes, then I've got you. 
the best place to start is Astrology Unlocked. In this one-to-one session, which is a KG cult favorite, we'll explore how you can start stepping into the vibration of your higher self by diving into your key astrological placements and unpacking what they might have in store for you. Do you want to know what my favorite thing that a client says to me at the end of an Astrology Unlock session is? I didn't even know what to expect, but this is far more than I ever could have anticipated. And do you know why that is? Ah, it makes me so excited. It's because it's a whole new world out there when you graduate from reading your horoscope to understanding your natal chart. You'll find the 411 about Astrology Unlocked linked in the show notes below, or you can send me a message at hello at christygray.com if you have any questions first you'd love answered. Next up, we have the constellation of Libra. Libra is a cardinal air sign and it's known as the architect of the zodiac. In a low vibrational state, it can be indecisive, moody, and a little bit half-hearted. It's like, oh, I'm going to like put my foot in this area of my life, but then in this area of my life because I don't want to commit wholeheartedly to anything. But in a high vibrational state, Libras are sociable, they're incredible strategists, and they're peacemakers because what they tend to do is fight for justice and fairness for all. I always know when a Libra is in a high vibrational energy because they're a magnet to everyone around them. They're captivating, especially when it comes to communication and just by their sparkly presence. I actually said to someone the other day when I was running a masterclass because she was a Libra and one of the elements is all about how they take decisive energy. And she was like, is that really a thing for Libra, Christy? And I was like, ah, hell's yes. They aren't necessarily indecisive all the time. That's when they're in low vibe. They're decisive when they know what they want and they're not afraid to put their needs first. We then move into Scorpio and we're in Scorpio season right now. And I've spoken a lot about the zodiac sign over the last few weeks. Scorpio is a fixed water sign and it's known as the alchemist of the zodiac. In a low vibrational energy, it can be quite cynical. It tends to see the glass is half empty rather than half full. It can be self-destructive. This is where I see those tendencies of self-sabotaging behavior come in. And when very much in low vibe energy, Scorpio can be a bit of an energy vampire because they just are trying to get their cup full. But what they tend to do is lean on everyone around them to get their emotional needs met. The beautiful thing is, though, that with Scorpio, it's all about how they turn their pain into power. When they're in high vibrational energy, they're incredibly resilient. They're actually the most resilient sign of the zodiac. They can be so profound because they have this powerful presence, and especially because they love getting to the bottom of things. And incredibly sharp-witted, I think for Scorpio specifically. And you know, babes, like I've grown up with my mom who has a Scorpio stellium in her chart. 
she's like as Scorpio as they come, is that when they feel like they're in control of their lives and when they feel empowered, that's when they have the energy to step forward. It's when they feel like things are out of their control, that's when they have that tendency to slip into low vibe energy. Now, Sagittarius season is on the horizon and that is the zodiac sign that comes next. Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign. It's known as the advocate, as an archetype. In a low vibrational energy, Sagittarius can be quite condescending. They can be a little bit of a know-it-all. I say they like sit in the ivory tower and they're preaching to the masses. They can be a little bit arrogant when they're in that low vibe energy. But because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, when they are in high vibrational energy, they are legit the full-bodied representation and expression of high vibes. It's purely because they're self-motivated, they're educated, because they don't like skimming the surface of knowledge. They're all about going to the depths. And they're an enthusiast of life. Like, oh, when a Sag is just in like good vibe energy, they're the ones that you're going to want to go on a holiday with and go on an adventure with because they just know how to show you a good time. Next up, we have Capricorn. Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign. As an archetype, it's known as the leader. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And so if you think about that task master of the Zodiac, it's all about success and ambition and working towards something for our Capricorn babes. And a low vibrational energy, they can be really headstrong, quite inconsiderate because they're so quick to chase what they want. And of course, they can be restless. But here's the thing. In a high vibrational energy, they're incredibly practical, very sensible as well, and well controlled. They essentially show us on how we can lead the way and do it in a way that helps us to achieve our goals. I think for Capricorn, it's all about finding the joy and the journey and not the destination. And I definitely know because I'm surrounded with some very Capricornic energy with friends in my life is when they're so relentless and going after something that they miss the magic in the now that's when they're slipping into that low vibe energy. It's about having a goal and a plan and a to-do list, but not rigidly building structure in your life as a way to like feel like you have this false sense of control. Second to last sign of the zodiac is Aquarius. Aquarius is actually one of my favorite signs in the zodiac. Aquarius is a fixed air sign and as an archetype, it's known as the trailblazer. I think the reason I love this particular sign so much is because it's ruled by Uranus and Uranus does aspect my sun and moon. So throughout my entire life, I've been quite rebellious, but my Virgo energy keeps me in check. But Aquarius, low vibe, I'm going to be really honest, can be really withdrawn, detached, ice cold. Aquarius and low vibe can be anxious avoidant and you'll definitely know because they'll end up being a little bit aloof. 
but in a high vibrational energy, they know how to take their grand ideas and make them tangible because they do have this ability to want to contribute to making the world a better place. They're incredibly independent. They have ingenious ideas. And when are in high vibe, they're sympathetic because they want to impact humanity in a profound way. We just want to ensure that with our Aquarians that they're doing it in a way that they're not all ideas and not actually bringing things into fruition. It's really interesting with Aquarius because it's opposite Leo on the zodiac wheel. And if you think of everything in astrology, there is duality, even with the signs that are opposing. Leo's like, I'm on stage, look at me. And Aquarius is like, I don't want to be on stage. I don't want you to look at me, but I want you to include me. So there's this element of inclusion when they are in this high vibrational state that they're not afraid to put themselves out there, but they essentially do it on their terms. We've finally made it to the end, babes, and we are wrapping up with the last sign of the zodiac, which is Pisces. Pisces is a mutable water sign. As an archetype, it's known as the celestial. It's the most intuitive sign of the zodiac. In a low vibrational energy, it represents having no boundaries. It can be quite vague. And I use the term reoccurring escapism because I think escapism is healthy. Escapism shows up in lots of different ways. Escapism can be through dreaming, visualization, meditation, but it can also show up in gaming, sex, drugs, Netflix, way too much of it. And so we need elements of escapism in our life, but when it's reoccurring because we want to live in a fantasy rather than reality, that is when it's in low vibe, Piscean energy. The high vibrational energy of Pisces is their incredible altruists. They're so intuitive, especially when they lean on and have that element of self-trust by trusting their psychic abilities, and they're incredibly enchanting. They teach us to be at one with the universe, but most importantly, help us to understand that we're a part of a greater whole. They help us to feel connected to the world around us. So there's this beautiful element with Pisces, and I always say with Pisces, they, they won't be saying anything, and you don't even know if they're engaged in conversation with you, but all of a sudden, something profound drops out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, holy shit, where did that come from? And that's so Pisces when they're like allowing themselves to be a channel for thoughts and ideas and how they can romanticize their life and do life essentially on their terms. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I've had an absolute blast going through all 12 zodiac signs with you, but I'm also a realist and this information can feel like a lot. Just know that you can take what you need today. Just focus on one particular placement to begin with and then come back to this episode and explore something else. We'll be back next week and I'll be diving into listener questions, I promise. So until next time, stay magical.